scares people in the right way. Like times are changing. Yep. People are going to start realizing as yeah. more people are starting to do the work, they're going to start realizing the people who are, are not, not doing 100%. it. hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then y'all going to be mad about it saying then, that <laughs> women don't do this and women don't do that. Yeah. And they're not submissive yeah. and they're manipulative and they don't understand. Yeah. I can't be emotional. Be yourself, be emotional. You're listening to the Art of Kings podcast show, where our mission is to change the world through men's development. If you're interested in mastering self, building generational wealth, and creating an impactful legacy, then be sure to hit subscribe and join the strongest family on the face of the earth. Peace, family. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Kings podcast show. As always, I'm your host, San Stevens. And before we jump into today's episode, we are joined with a very special, special guest who I will announce momentarily. But first, guys, we're in season three of the podcast, and we've been going crazy across social media platforms. We're officially in the studio. It's actually where we're at right now. So, guys, be sure to tune in. we got a lot of valuable episodes coming out, a lot of great content for you guys. We're getting really involved with the community. It's doing a bunch of great stuff, so be sure to tune in. But without further ado... I guess today, somebody who you guys know from before on the podcast, we back with Lamar Wamba. Lamar, how we doing, bro? What up, bro? I'm good. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be in the studio. I said this yeah. before we started, but you're the first guest Thank you. to officially be in the studio. I, I appreciate that. And yeah. uh, that makes me feel special a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But uh, now this is this amazing space and uh, you're doing great work. So, you know, I love to see y'all leveling up and, and getting on to the next step to yeah. To kind of grow your brand and grow your pod, so good luck. And, Absolutely, uh, yeah, this is great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure, bro. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to circle back with you, regardless of mm-hmm. where you were at. It was just, it was just convenient that you're in New York, just in Brooklyn, so you were able to take the train right yep. up. So that was perfect. But even before, I was like, I gotta get Lamar back on the podcast because mm-hmm. there was just so many different topics that we could have touched on. Yep. But you know, in a short form episode, we don't get to touch on everything. So here we are. Do it we again. Can, yeah, yeah, we're going to touch on a few things, man. So I was listening, and I told you this before, I was listening to an episode of your podcast, the Meta yeah. Podcast, and you guys were talking about being a valuable man and what it means to be a valuable man. So we're going to we're gonna talk about that in this episode a little bit. Yeah. But I want to first kind of, I want to first kind of lay the foundation because a lot of people, when they think of like being a valuable man or, or not being a liability as a man, which is something that, you know, I speak about a lot of times and we've had guests come on and speak about those things. They talk about financially a lot of the times. Yeah. And when we're talking about business, as we do often on this podcast, we'll talk about wealth creation. We'll talk about finance. We'll talk about that kind of stuff. It's like, you want to carry your own weight financially. You want to do all these things. And we've spoken about those. We'll continue to speak about them on the podcast, but now I want to speak about everything around that because I think it's even more important for it to be, for you to not be a liability emotionally yep. or energy <laughs> as or as it uh relates to your energy yep that's a huge thing and so we have all the episodes on the finance on the business on the wealth side yep but guys we be talking about everything you know necessary to be a strong individual strong man so we're going to be talking about not being a liability more on an emotional Word. level and so talk a little bit about i want to talk a little bit about that concept yeah. what do you what are you guys talking about on the podcast what is your kind of opinion on on that what does it mean to be a liability emotionally energetically like what does that look like 
Um, you know, I, I tell you what, man, it, a, a lot of it, just like anything else, begins with how you were raised. You know what I mean? Like, what did you see when you were coming up? What did you experience? What were your parents like? Who were you raised by? Those types of experience all have an impact on uh, how you show up later on, later on in life. Um, and I know for, for myself, uh, I watched my dad. Uh, not, he was a military man, you know, 21 years, Air Force. Uh, so he wasn't like super disciplined. He wasn't that guy. And he wasn't super hands-on guy. He wasn't like, oh, let me go fix the car and yeah, do yeah. painting in the basement. <laughs> he did some of that stuff. But it really wasn't his thing, really, right? right? He was more uh, just kind of like easygoing. He liked sports. Uh, he did his fair share of the cooking. He cleaned when he had to when my mom right. was at work. And so I really just watched my father be a man that kind of like met my mom in the middle. Mm. It was never like, I'm the man, I will do man things, mm. and you are the woman, you do woman things. Right. Um, both my parents just kind of like did what they had to do mm-hmm. over the course of their marriage to raise us, but also to survive. Right. So I think for me, the way I show up in my relationship is similar. Mm. Is that like, I take a lot of pride in organizing. I take a lot of pride in being able to uh, sit back, reflect when I get frustrated or mm. angry be able to bring that to my partner later on. I take a lot of pride in um, scheduling doctor's appointments for my baby. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. A, a lot of things that may not get classified as man things. Right. Uh, I like to do those things because those play to my strengths. Right. And mm-hmm. so I, I like to think that it's not about the role that you think you need to play as men, but what are you actually good at? <laughs> right. What are you strong Facts. at? And then how can you work with your partner to decide What's going to get done based on each of y'all's strengths yeah. and the type of life y'all want to live and create for, with each other? So mm. that's really, for me, how I think a lot of men should 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 look at it as opposed to I'm the man. I have to do it this way and do this and make this amount of money right. um, because you're really putting yourself in, in, your, in, in your hole there. Yeah, for real. You know, not only <laughs> how you view the world, but like if you're going by those standards, then you're putting yourself in a hole. It's going to be, it can be tough when mm. we know that each relationship is different. Each man was raised differently. Mm. Um, so it's hard for you to kind of put uh, a square peg into a round hole when, right. when you are square and not a peg, you know what I'm saying? Not a square. Bro, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so like you kind of touched on a few things that I want to dive deeper into. Like, bro, there are no, and, and one of the huge things that we do on this podcast is we like to kind of rewrite the foundation yep. of men's culture because yes. it's flawed. Like, let's, it's, 100%. It's, it's, it's flawed, right? We grew up believing false things, things that are not real, things that have left, you know, masculinity looking, looked at as a toxic thing. Like, we yep. have dudes out here who think masculinity is toxic because of toxic masculinity, all, <laughs> right. all the kinds of things. Right. So it's like, you know, just right. being a man or being, you know, masculine is toxic. So we have people like straying away from that. Sure. And it's because the foundation of men's culture is so, is so broken. And so yeah. that's one of the things that we want to really establish. Right. And so a powerful thing that you just said is that the quote unquote man things like not all men are good at those things. Right. And when we're talking about being a liability, if you a dude and you're not good at, I don't know, you're not good at budgeting. Right. But you want to be like finances. This is this right. is all this right. is me. Like you're a liability, bro. Right. 100%. <laughs> like you're a liability. Yeah. Whether you go into a relationship, whether it's at work, yep. like you're not good at this and you're trying to be good at it. So whoever has you on your on their team, right. whoever has you as their partner, yep. like they're gonna have to pick up extra weight because you're a liability. You're not playing to your strengths. You know what I'm saying? And right. so 
to get to the root of those things, I want to talk a little bit about, and this might be jumping ahead a little bit, but I want to talk about trauma a little bit because I think that those things play into what people think that they have to do or or how they portray themselves mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I think trauma is at the root of it um, or some of it at least. So I want to sure. talk a little bit about that because I know that you'll talk about, you'll talk a lot about the healing when yeah. it comes to trauma. And I think that's huge for any dude listening to this. And before you jump into it, if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, I ain't, I ain't got no trauma. You, know? like, <laughs> you, you do. <laughs> like, you do, bro. You do. <laughs> like you do, bro. <laughs> Welcome so, to the club. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second. Like what is, what is trauma for those who are like, I don't got no trauma. And you like, you might not even know what trauma is, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about identifying it. And then let's talk about the necessary steps to, to begin healing. Yeah. Yeah. I think trauma has a, has a, a wide range of, of definitions mm-hmm. it, from my perspective. Like most folks are going to call trauma, you know, something very serious, serious and emotional, mm-hmm. uh, mental setback or moment in time that happened to you that either made you act a certain way or made you believe differently about the world or right. uh, gave you high anxiety, high stress, uh, high emotional uh, concern, right? And so trauma does not look the same for everyone. Right. I think that for me, my trauma was my parents saying that they might get divorced when I was 14, mm. right? And that was... It wasn't traumatic in the moment. Let me take that back. It was. I just don't know if I realized how traumatic it was in the moment. And so you just kind of continue living life until you realize later in life that, oh, this one thing actually may be impacting how I show up in my own relationships. This one thing might show up uh, how I either trust, uh, cheat or not cheat, right? And, And those things were impacting me in my own life. And so I didn't realize that I had so much connected to that moment when my mom said that they might get divorced. And my father, uh, we didn't really speak after that, to be honest. Like, and my parents, they never even got divorced, bro. Yeah. This, and that's what's the crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, is that's crazy. They didn't get divorced, but the conversation drove a wedge between me and my dad for, right. for 18 years. Right. That's traumatic. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, my dad was there, but he was not there. Yeah. And that's crazy to think about. Yeah. For 18 years, we just really didn't have a great relationship. Yeah. We didn't really speak. He was there. He was available. But I didn't really know how to talk to him. I didn't know what to say. Mm. And the best way I can describe it is like when, when my dad would pick me up from, from the airport at times. Like mm. I graduated high school in Nebraska. My parents moved to Las Vegas right after. Mm. So they were living there and I was living in Nebraska. So I would fly home for holidays and my dad would pick me up from the airport. Mm. And the best way I can describe traumatic experience between me and my father and, and how I view that situation or what happened is that we'd be in the car for 20 minutes from the airport to the crib and there would be no talking. Mm. It would be silence. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. that, bro, for crazy. Sure. Yeah, how, how do I not have anything to say? Right. I don't have nothing to ask him. I don't want to know how he's doing. I have no questions or wanting to find out what he got going on. And so. And that's uncomfortable too. Like, mad uncomfortable. Imagine, like, mad okay. uncomfortable. That's crazy. Yeah. And so you sit in that. Yeah. And sure. that, those, those, all those experiences lead to the anxiety around like not wanting to fix this relationship or try to solve it. And I try to put it on him. It's like, you're the adult. You got to fix this. Right. Right. And so what I realized about healing or trying to move forward is that you cannot be a victim to your own circumstance. Mm. 
Mm. Right. No matter what has happened to you, what you've been through, the things that you experienced, you got to own those things and say, well, this was my part. And even if it wasn't your fault, what role did you play mm. in taking accountability for any actions, words or things that you did that contributed to that situation being the way it was? Mm. That doesn't always apply, particularly in a situation of like sexual assault, rape, mm. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. That's a different level. Yeah, but for, sure. for the the stuff that most of us have been through with relationships and parents and, you know, partners, like we can take ownership of something. And I think that's the first step in trying to heal is like, what part of it are you going to take responsibility for and own? Mm. And so that you're not being a victim inside of this situation, the circumstance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that's when we get into like the victim mentality. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not even, you don't even have to necessarily say out loud, like I am a victim, but that's the way that you think. Like yep. you're a victim to your circumstances. It's everybody's fault. Everybody yeah, exactly. else's fault. Every, everybody else's yeah. fault, but yours. And so yep. one of the things that's really powerful about the trauma situation is that people, I know for me, especially growing up and everything, and really just until recently, yep. when hearing like trauma and stuff like that, like you would think people think that trauma and stuff like that is 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 soft. You know what I'm saying? To like to acknowledge like you had a traumatic experience yeah. or something like that. Like that wasn't traumatic to me. Like I'm I'm a thug. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, <laughs> that's fine. I'm a G. That was that wasn't traumatic to me. I walked through that, but like like the like you said before, it really is how it impacts how you move afterwards yep. right because yep. even if you walk through that and it's like you know that you're good me like you know like i'm good it might and probably will impact the way that you uh you know navigate throughout society like for me i wouldn't i never described any any situation that i went through traumatic in my life necessarily mm -hmm. but for the sake of this conversation like there was there was one time right and and this and this wasn't super like traumatic for me but this was this kind of more recently I like leaned into and was like, oh, this is kind of why I used to act yep. in this certain way. Like I was able to pinpoint it a while ago. So yep. there was a while, it's a brief, a quick story I'm gonna get through. There was a while ago, I grew up, like I said on the podcast multiple times, I grew up in the South Bronx and everything. Yep. I grew up in the projects when I was younger. I didn't live in the projects my whole life, but when I was younger, I, I lived in the projects and everything like that. And even when I moved, I went to school in like the same area. So I was frequent in the same hood that I kind of, yeah, you know, was around, right? And so there was one time late at night when I was coming home from a basketball practice or something like that. Mind you, I'm like 14, 13, 14, something like that, yeah. right? And it's after a game or practice. So it's like 10 p.m., 11 late. p.m. It's, it's late. Yeah, it's yeah. late. And so I'm coming, I'm walking home, and I cross like through this place to get to like my train a little bit quicker. Right. And so when I cross through, like I see like two people who are kind of like looking at me like some kind of way. And so like, you know, like I'm, I'm used to that kind of thing. So I'm like looking at them I'm like I like, you know, it's just no smoke. I'm not, I'm not worried about y'all. But then I see like one person start to run to like the exit of where I'm trying to go. And there, and I hear like with my headphones on, somebody's like, yo, block the gate, block the gate. Oh, no. And it's like, yo, it's like, so then I get to the gate and there's like five people, right? There's like five people there. And I'm like, I just go to walk through. Like, I'm not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Nope. Like, it's, I'm good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just go to walk through. But then one of them, I have my book bag on. So one of them tries to, like, grab my book bag and, like, push me against the wall. And so I, I'm like, what? I'm not going for that. So I, <laughs> so I grab their their uh, book bag or whatever, their coat. And I start pushing back. And then the, like, two other people, they pushing back. And I'm like, all right, this is, you know, this is OD. Yeah, that's crazy. And so they're like, and so they're like, 
They're like, oh, where you from? Like, run your pockets, all that, you know, all that New York slang. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if y'all yeah, from New York, yeah. but like all of that stuff. And they're like, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, I don't have anything. I'm just going home. Like, I'm not right. even trying to, you know, deal with any of this stuff. And so they're like, so one of them is in the back, like, like, yo, I'm about to shoot him. Like, that's what they're saying. And I'm like, bro, I like literally, right. I'm just coming home. Take whatever, practice. bro. Like, yeah. this is not even. Yeah, like, not I didn't even. Like, I didn't even. I like, I didn't say anything. Like, I, I didn't. You weren't talking. Talking. I was not. Yo, yeah. I wasn't trying to. Like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so. And so they're like, yo, I'm about to shoot him, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, bro, like, like, so at that moment, like, I thought it was like, I was like, you know what, like, it's over. Like, it's I, done. Yeah, yeah, it's over. And so, That's like, crazy, I didn't even bro. know what it was. I didn't even know, like, what the situation yeah. was about. And so, like, I ended up saying, like, I ended up saying, like, yo, like, I'm just going to my crib. Like, I live, like, I don't even live over. Like, I was taking a train to right. go somewhere else. Like, I don't even live over here. And so they were like, oh, oh, like, you know, that's kind of close to where we from, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, they're like, you look like somebody. Mind you, these, I'm 14, 13. These people are like young, like early 20s, like wow. probably like wow. mid, mid 20s. And they're like, yo, you look like somebody who like killed our mans or like stabbed our oh. mans or something like that. And so I'm yeah. like, I'm like, bro, what? Like I'm third, like I'm literally <laughs> right. 13 years old coming right. from practice, bro. Right. They're like, what are, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. And so I, I brought that story up to say, after that moment, although like I walked through, like I went home and like parents asked me how yeah. I was, I'm like I'm chilling, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like you know, it was it was like it, it didn't bother me too much, but I know after that, like I started to be kind of aggressive, 100. percent You know what I'm saying? Like even just in terms of how it would walk down the street, right? Tense. If somebody would, if yeah. somebody would like look at me, like I'm looking at, yeah. them, like because like, you had to come over, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so it, I was in a very toxic place mm. for multiple years mm. without like knowing that I like where it came from Reaction or to like that. why yeah. you know what I'm saying it was just like everybody I saw like I'm on go like you know what I'm saying I'm looking at them like yo you better not come over here yeah. like you know and so even though I'd never described that as traumatic it was like a shift and I think that all traumatic quote unquote experiences are like a shift in the way that you start to now navigate through 100%. society in your relationships yeah. and, and, and different things like it, that. It, it's a it's a lack of trust. It's a lack of belief. Yeah. It's a lack of um uh optimism about the world. Mm. <laughs> All that stuff comes from trauma, right? Yeah. You whatever you thought before you no longer believe it to be true. Yeah. Cause you're like, wow, that happened to me. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so a certain I mean just like you be in a relationship. Like you in a relationship, you got cheated on, your heart's broken. Yeah. You are fundamentally different now. Right. You're going to yeah, view yeah. how you get into a next relationship different right. because of what happened before. Right. right? And so you got to f- learn how to heal, pass those things on your part, forgive not only the person, but forgive yourself. Right. Right. And be able to move on from that. But yeah, I mean, all that stuff, anything emotionally that happens that, that drives your emotions, anxiety, like stress levels, high, 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 mm-hmm. or physically like do harm. It's gonna it's gonna take a while to forget about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent to yeah, move on past it. Yeah, for real. And it's just crazy because, like I said, like you don't realize that those things are at the root of like now how you're navigating a right. lot, right? Like if you would have told me, like I said, this happened. This is and this is not even one of the things that I would say. Like this is kind of the most like shaping thing. Like this is something sure. that I just kind of like it just came to my mind for this yeah. conversation. Like I've definitely had more impactful, maybe not in that same space, but way more impactful events happen in my life that I'll probably talk about later on the podcast at times. But, um, but there's just so many different things like that. And if you would have told me at like 18, a couple years ago, whatever, like that, yo, um, you might want to look back at, 
these situations mm-hmm. and they might be related to how you're moving or why you're having problems with this or why mm-hmm. you're having problems with that. I would have been like, no, that's just like who I am. Yeah. You I, know what I'm saying? I, I'll add to that because I think for me, so I'm a, you know, I'm a motivational speaker, so it's a little bit different for me. I had to, I had to go searching for my story, right? Mm. Um, but I thought growing up where I grew up, Nebraska, Bellevue, Nebraska is a suburb of, of Omaha, very middle class, very suburbia, you know what I'm saying? Like growing up there, um, the things that happened to me, like I never thought they were a big deal, right? Mm. Very similar to what you were describing in your story. I dismissed a lot of the things that was happening to me around like being picked on, being bullied in my house by mm-hmm. some of my foster brothers and sisters. Uh, I dismissed my parents potentially getting divorced. Mm-hmm. I dismissed that. I dismissed uh, them like saying like, oh, like call me white boy and you talk white and doing all like, yeah. I dismissed all that at that age, right? But coming to my, my mid twenties and early thirties, that stuff still bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when, when someone, when black people don't give me, when black people don't give me acknowledgement for my experience right. as a black man right. growing up somewhere else outside of New York right. or anywhere else, yeah. that shit bothers me. Yeah, Cause sure. it's like, yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Cause it's like, because I'm where I'm from, my stuff is different, but because where you're from is more valid. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. So that stuff sits on me still yeah. like to this day and yeah. frustrated to this day. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've done a lot of work to like move past it and just right. like own my shit and right. be who I am. And I am that. And I realize like who I am in the world and who I am to people. Uh, but stuff like that can sit on you for a long time when people yeah. like demean your integrity and your right. character and who you are. Or, and all you're trying to do is just be yourself. Right, right, you can't right. control where you grew up. You can't control who, the people around you when you're younger. You can't control what your parents did or what they did not do. And so when people are really questioning who you are, it does make you feel like that's a version of traumatic experience. Mm. I like to call them more so like setbacks, emotional setbacks, mm. uh, mental setbacks, things that can really weigh on you and make you carry burden when you really don't have to. Mm. Um, and that's... Cause not everybody's gonna go through something like extremely traumatic, but everyone's gonna carry burden at some point, yeah, yeah. right? And I think that's that's a a more common experience. Yeah, yeah. For me, like even you just saying those things, like for me, I think some of my biggest times being frustrated have come from when my genuine, authentic motives and like who I am and my like character and personality is being questioned. Yep. Like not even like directly like being asked about, but it's like somebody's moving in a way based on like something that I did that's like, bro, like that wasn't even, you know, like my intent. Like that's not even who I am. Like the fact that you would assume that about like my character or whatever is, is, is crazy. Right. And so dare I say it, fellas, (laughs) it hurts your feelings. (laughs) Dare I say it? Yeah. 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 yeah, No, for sure. Like, like, and, and a lot of the ways that we respond to those things is with like aggression or with anger. A hundred percent. That means you just hurt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That means your feelings are hurt, bro. And it it took me, yo, it took me a long time to be like, yo, this is really where someone, cause yo, growing up, you would have, you would have thought, and I thought like I'm the toughest Dude, like <laughs> in the world, like nobody's yeah. messing with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? And yep. so even before like that, like even just my whole life, ever since I was like born, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's just, it's just crazy to think that somebody who, who thought that, and I'm sure other people who listen to this podcast might think these same ways, right? I would have never thought I would have been sitting here right yeah. here with you Having talking about traumatic, like, you know, talking about trauma and talking about healing and stuff like that. But I want to just go into kind of what we just touched on a little yeah. bit too, which is like being more 
situated and kind of comfortable and 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 I'm trying to think of the word, but like just stationed in your beliefs about yourself, because I'm sure that that is the work that you had to do to be like, oh, despite being bullied, despite people, you know, questioning your character or questioning like where you came from and different mm -hmm. things like that. Like, I'm pretty sure that some of the work or a lot of the work that you had to do is like saying like, you know what, this is who I am mm -hmm. and this is who I'm going to show up as regardless of where I'm at. So one, do you think that that is one of the main things that kind of help people break out of that like trauma cycle of like, saying or or going through a traumatic experience and now they're moving throughout life kind of differently yeah. like you know what i'm saying like do you think that that is one of the main things that they can do to be like you're moving as like the traumatize you yep and that's different from who you actually are right right like what it like is that one of those things that could you know steer them down the right path yeah you know i don't know i feel i feel like i feel like it, it may not be so much the separation between trauma and who you really are as much as that it might be in the world that we live in, the difference between who you are and how the world and society is defining your success. Because I feel like more people are defined by their, their, chase, their chase for success or to be recognized, to be seen, to uh, you know, graduate from a certain college, to have a certain amount of money, to live a certain way, then they actually do them. They want to like work through their trauma to become a better version of themselves, right? right? And so, particularly men, <laughs> particularly men, they don't want to hear the trauma conversation. And yeah. it, it, we're we're in a different time now, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Men are moving through it. They're coming more to this uh, this softer side. And I'm not even gonna call it like feminine. I'm just gonna say. A little bit softer, you know yeah, what I'm it's saying? A, it's a side, and like, and, and you know, not to cut you off, but like, it's a side of masculinity that has that needs to be unlocked. 100%. Like, it's like we've only been yeah, like y'all can do that. Yeah, yeah. like, like it's know, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I hate, and like, I really don't like when people, and I'm glad you didn't say like feminine. It's not a feminine it's not, thing. It's a yeah. hundred percent masculine because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to show up as your most masculine self without doing these things. A hundred percent. And right. so I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw yeah. it because that's something. You, you can't be the best version of yourself as a man without doing the emotional trauma, burdensome work mm. in order to come through that. Because not only do you need it to go through the thing that you went through, but y'all, life is going to continue to happen to you. If you do not have the tools to work through, through your emotions and heal every time something happens, then you are going to be carrying that burden. You're going to be carrying that pain. You're going to be carrying that hurt for your entire life. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell people you can live a burden-free life mm -hmm. or you can live a life with burden. It's, mm -hmm. You can't see it, mm -hmm. but it's, it's subtle. Mm -hmm. You can tell in your conversation. You can tell when you hurt. You can tell when you, sure. when you don't trust. You can tell when uh, you blame in women. You can tell. Yeah. And so that's how it shows up. And so you can live that life. Cool. If that's what you want to do, and that's who you want to be, but if you want to be a better version of yourself, how do we acknowledge those parts of you that you've been hiding for a while? How do you let some of those feelings off your chest? How do you move into the next level of maturity, emotional maturity of who you can be? Right. Um, right. And I think we all get there at our own at different for phases sure. in our life. You know what I mean? You got you 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 there early, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you here. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's like, why you doing what you are doing right now. <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. So like. <laughs> Yeah, so like I want to I want to connect that back to kind of what we were talking about because I want to hear your opinion on it too. But for me, I think that 
Like, and, and we were saying this before, like, I'm a business person, yep. right? Like, that is, like, that is the, that is my craft. That is what I'm passionate about. That's what I love, right? And so, without doing this necessary work, right, that doesn't get spoken about a lot in business. When you read, like, really good, like, business books, when you read, like, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yep. They Can Grow Rich, different things like that, they'll talk about these kinds of things because it's necessary to build wealth. Yep. It's necessary to be a good businessman. It's necessary to be good at whatever your craft is. Is which is why I love talking about it on the yep. podcast because though I'm a business person, this stuff right here is 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 necessary to be great at anything. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And so for me in business with my creativity and stuff, because all of my business stuff comes from a, a real place of like creativity and yep. creation. Yep. I wasn't even able to tap into nearly half as much of the creativity and stuff like that that I was able to tap into before this work was able to be done, right? And so when it comes to like, like we were saying, like being a liability in situations, right? And being like emotionally unstable, right? When you have a vision, because even when you're, you know, when you're traumatized, when you've gone through traumatic experience and stuff like that, like you still know deep down who you are, right? right? Like it's, it's, it's somewhere, like you know who you are. And with that being said, you know where you want to go. You know the life that you want to build know these different things but it's like the fears and the insecurities and the different things like that are kind of keeping you where you're at yeah and so when it comes to being like a liability and stuff like that like the person who you are intended to become and i'm saying this from a place of like of of this is my personal experience and this is what i've like been realizing is like for me like the person who i needed and who i knew that i was going to become from a young age now that i'm seeing it in the grand scheme of like the world it's like yo this is not only was i like always called to do this and i'm passionate about it but looking at like the state of the world and everything like yo this is needed yep like you know what i'm saying so until you kind of heal yourself and you go through the uh you know you, you peel back the trauma and you you know figure out your core values and stuff stuff that you talk about yep. a lot and everything like that you're not going to be able to tap into the person who you aspire to be nope. but more importantly who or just as importantly, who the world and who your community and who everything like that needs you to be. Yep. So when we talk about being a liability in that sense, it is being a liability because you're not who you were intended to be. Even yeah. if there is like a low standard, you know, around you, like not everybody's, yeah. every, not everybody's working at yeah. back not, not everyone's going to be that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not everybody's going to be that, but we got to think at a higher, at a higher level. Like best everybody you. does. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody does have a best version of themselves. hundred percent. And if you're not going, if you're not working to be your best version of yourself, then you are being a liability. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that, um, you can do both. Right. Like you can certainly go after your dreams, live in your purpose, make money, be successful and not heal. Mm. Like you can certainly do both. Yeah. Right. But one feels better than the other. <laughs> and that's just right. End of discussion. Right? right. Like you can certainly go through your life, ignore your relationships, ignore your emotions, suppress your feelings. Right. And then just go make a whole bunch of money and be successful. Right. But what are you what parts and what happiness are you leaving on the table based on what you've decided to neglect and ignore? Right. Different parts of you, maybe uh, maybe getting to a, a partnership or having children or, um, you know, partnering with somebody in a business that you uh, you couldn't see because you didn't have the access to because you didn't you don't want to go there. Right. Um, or maybe like parts of a podcast that an episode that you could do 
that you're scared to talk about because you're yeah. like, this is not this is not who I am. Right, right, um, right. But maybe it is you. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it, it can show up in a number of different ways, but yeah. you can do both. Uh, but I would just tell anybody, like, learn how to be live burden-free. Yeah. And if you're not going to be burden-free, then you better learn the tools to, to apologize to yourself real quick yeah. and keep it moving because that's another thing. I'm, I'm coaching... Um, I'm coaching a group of, of managers in this nonprofit in DC. And one of the things that we talk about is uh, forgiving self. Mm. So like, how do you get over feeling shame and blame and guilt and things that you said or did like in a professional setting, right? So yeah. we ain't talking about nothing super extreme, yeah. but like you can say something to somebody that offended them you didn't really mean it the way you the way it came out, right. but now you sitting there feel bad. Right. You feeling bad about what you said and how you made them feel. Um, and we talked a lot about how to forgive yourself from those things and being rooted, like you said earlier, being rooted in your values, knowing that your intention was not to hurt their feelings, but you do need to be yourself, right. and you do need to live in your values. Right. And so you should be able to find some some peace in knowing that you are not intending to offend, but you're being a hundred percent yourself. Yeah. Um, and that was, and that was with the, the best intentions. Right. Exactly. And that was one of the things that for me that I was kind of talking about before that has like frustrated me the most, because mm -hmm. it's like, like we said, not everybody's going to go on this journey of becoming the best version of themselves. Right. Like not everybody on earth is listening to the Art nope. of Kings podcast show right now. Like that's not like the reality of, of things right now as we stand. Right. So me kind of going through this work and different things like that and like being 100 percent or working to be, you know, 100 percent just like rooted in your core values and different things like that. Right. Especially in business. Yeah. There's things that I have to say as a CEO, as you know, somebody who leads teams, as person in that space who's very ambitious yep. on top of that. Like I have very like I'm very ambitious when it comes to things. So I have very high standards for the people who yeah. I work with. So when I say something very directly, like, yo, this has to get done by this time. Or you slacked on this, like, this can't happen again. Right. Right? When I say different things like that, yep. it's like, don't think like, oh, Sion's an asshole. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. different right. things like that. Like, they might. They might. But that's all right. And that's all right. And, right. That's, and that's what I had to kind of get comfortable with yep. because it's like, damn, I'm saying the things that... I have to say, like, I'm like, what, like, what, like, I was confused at where the disconnect was. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I'm doing the work. I'm, I'm saying the things that I know need to be said, and it's coming from a place of like, of love, a, a place of creativity, a place yeah. of impact. And they gotta know that's that's who you are. And they, they gotta, gotta know, that, right? Yeah. But it's not but when it wasn't being like received as that. Like mm -hmm. it's like, bro, do you know? Do you know the work that I'm doing? Like right. you know what I'm saying? You know the right. work that I'm putting in right now. And so like. For me, like coming to at peace or, or coming to peace with that was like a huge thing for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of recently within the last couple of years. A hundred percent. Because yeah. your intention is is almost never how it's received. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so it, there can easily be some mix up. But if people know your heart and you lead with your values right. and you they know what you're trying to build, then they know what's coming from a place of love and excellence. Right. And you know what? To the flip side of that, too. Like, I'm never going to yell at a grown man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not yeah, going to yeah, yell yeah. at somebody because I don't want someone to do that to me. Right. But folks need to be held to a high level of excellence because a lot of us won't do it ourselves. Right. So somebody else has to do it for us. I, I wholeheartedly believe that most people like being led. 
because there's levels of, of greatness and excellence that they're just not able to reach themselves because their yeah. drive, their motor ain't that hard, doesn't right. go that hard. And so it is your job as a leader, your job as a team lead, your job as a coach or a manager to, to how can I get the most and the best out of you, right? right? And I got I to gotta meet you in the middle. I got to have some empathy for the way you like to be coached, the way you like to be supported, the way you need to get feedback. But at the same time, like, I got to be myself yeah. and I got to hold you to a higher standard of excellence because I believe you can achieve something that you may not even believe yeah. is capable of your own self, yeah, of yourself. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And, like, when you look at, and, like, for me, one of the things that I really started to, like, think about when thinking in this space was, like, the larger scale impact, right? You're not necessarily going to be in a room with people who like immediately see like yeah. all of the all of your intentions, like you said, and like all of the you know future kind of things that trickle down, like the trickle down effects of like what you did in that room, of what you did, uh, you know, just when you stood strong in your values and different things like that. Because yep. you never even know how that could impact somebody who's quiet in the corner. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? They're just in the corner watching, like, oh, that dude, he was he was strong in his core right, values. Right. <laughs> like, they're not gonna say yeah, it like yeah. that. But they were like, yo, he he stood for what he believed in, like despite everybody kind of be like, you know. Like, whatever about it, yeah. right? And that person might go on and, and, you know, be the next, like, big thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, impact so many different people. And you would never know that, like, it was because in that moment, all you did was, like, stay true to yourself and different things like that. So one of the huge things that I really thought about was, like, the trickle-down effect, right? Like, when you look at so many of, like, the different atrocities and different things that like that, that happen on the flip side that mm. are so extreme in a negative way, like, mm. there's a bunch of, like, we could pinpoint, like, millions and millions of terrible things that go on in this world. Like, I always circle it back to, well, were you doing everything that you could and were you staying 100% true to yourself in the day that you... In, in your day, mm -hmm. right? It's not like you have to be out there solving world hunger every single day sure. and stuff like that. But it's like, if were you 100% you, are you mm -hmm. working every day to be the best version of yourself? Mm -hmm. Are you healing trauma and stuff like mm -hmm. that? I truly believe that if everybody's on page doing those things, it will have that grand effect of like different thing, not maybe not ending world hunger, who knows? But sure. like, you know what I'm saying? Like different huge yeah. things like that. And so I always just trace it back to like, was I for myself, was I just being 100% me yeah. in that day, regardless yeah, of who was around, regardless of you know what was being said? Yeah, I, I support that 100% and, and agree because you know I think if we are if we are all operating from our foundation, which you know in my model is your values, like right. who you say you are and who right. you say you want to be. Right. If you're operating in your values, um, and then you are focused on the big vision, the legacy, the impact that you want to leave in the world. Um, Everything in between is fluff, is noise. Yeah. If it's not serving your values or serving your legacy, mm -hmm. you are distracted. Right. Period. Right, right. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so so part of it is healing past the trauma so you can access the best emotional version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then once you're able to kind of think freely, because trauma can have you distorted in your mind and how you sure. see yourself, how you see the world, how you see others. It can help you have you being a victim. All that stuff can distort you from like staying focused. Yeah. But once you get over that, or at least have the tools to be able to get over that, what are the values? What's the legacy? What are the what's the passion and the purpose? Mm. And, and that's what's in the middle. Right. Values at the bottom, legacy at the top, passion and purpose in the middle. That's driving you towards outcomes, towards your impact and your legacy. Yeah. Everything else is distraction. If right. you are not moving in those three areas, then you are distracted. And so mm. trying to figure out what your move is, what your lane is, and the impact that you want to have. Uh, and that'll allow you to be the best version of yourself once you get over the trauma. And 
those things can and will change. Mm. You might be doing something for two years now and be like, you know what? I made a difference in that. I'm cool. I'm what's the next thing? Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so you don't have to stick to one thing. Things can and more likely will change. Mm-hmm. So are you going to be ready to change when the mo- when the moments change, when the season changes, when your passion changes? Are you ready to be ready to take on the next thing? Are you going to fight to hold on to something that may not have been for you? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And so that's really what I try to coach people on is like heal. What are the values? Find your passion and purpose in the middle because that impacts the goals that you want to go after. What's the legacy impact you're trying to have? Because everything you should be doing should be going towards the end. Yeah. That that final impact. Yeah, yeah. And that could be one year, two years, could right. be your whole career. Right. Right. Yeah. I've, I've been speaking for 15 years now. Right. So for me, like I've been pretty consistent in trying to teach people about passion yeah. to the point where I feel like I might be winding down on talking about it because right. I feel like I feel like we get to a point where a lot of young people are like, I'm only going to do what I love. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I did my job. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the world is thinking differently about the things that I talk about. I made a difference. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And like, I wanted to, I actually wanted to close out on that um, because, and I'm trying to figure out how I want to frame this. Right. Mm -hmm. But the world from a lot of people's perspectives, a lot of people would say like things are going downhill in certain areas in certain aspects of life like when you just look at the day-to-day person like for example like the average attention span is decreasing due to like social media and different things like that like obesity i believe has like raised in in america or Mm -hmm. in the u.s i know we have a lot of uh Listeners from the UK, actually, mm-hmm. so shout out Word. to them. Yeah, shout out yeah. to that. Shout <laughs> yeah, out to my, my Peterborough family. Yeah. <laughs> I see y'all got family in England. Let's go. That's up. Yeah, so, so like, depending on who you're looking at, like, you could look at things and being like, yo, things are, like, not so great, right? Mm-hmm. But I always say that things always stay balanced, right? So if you're looking mm-hmm. at those kind of people and that's, like, your reference point of, like, like you know, the hood is getting worse. The this different things are getting like so much worse. Like on the flip side, you should know that things are getting better than they ever have been. Sure. In certain places, because there's always everything always stays in balance. And so, with that being said, if you're somebody who's like, I don't want to say in between necessarily, but if you're somebody who's able to see both, who's looking at that and also like kind of acknowledging that, you know, things are getting greater. Like talk about trauma between men is way more accessible. Passion work. You said like kids are starting like I'm only chasing my passion. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean you are you a great example. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because these things are so accessible now, because yep. like we're getting to a place where we're talking about it more openly, it is going to be more I guess the word is select in 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 terms of the people who are going for it. Yep. And like it's gonna be more select. But if you want to have a you know, I don't even want to say a shot at, but like if you want to mingle with and build a circle of like good people, like it's more accessible than ever, I'd say. A hundred percent. If you want to find like a good woman, like it's more accessible than ever, I'd say. Like there's so many different things, but you have to choose the right path. Mm-hmm. You have to do that work. And and do you your have, work, yeah. You have to do that because we're at a time where it's like these people who are at this higher level who have more knowledge and everything are only looking for people who are, who are up there, yeah. right? Like 100%. They're only looking for people who yeah. are up there. And, like, this, and, to, and, and to, to, to bring that back to the high value man conversation yeah. about when you get to a certain level, you are going to be looking for other people at your level. Yeah. And this from a, say from a woman's perspective. Yeah. 
I just want to get this out before before we go because I've been on it this week. Anybody in the red pill community, anybody that's in, uh, you know, being your masculine, being uh, submissive woman vibes, mm -hmm. like, cool. Yeah. Do you if that's what you want and that's what you believe, right? Right. But from somebody who has been in relationships nonstop, yeah. Like I'm, I'm a relationship person, right? Right. For somebody who's been in mad relationships and, and currently in one, seven years with yeah. a child, right. what I can tell you is, is that if that's what you want to do and believe, there definitely might be somebody out there for you. Keep rocking that. Yeah. But what I can tell you from the men that I know that are also in relationships, that are also married, that also have families, that also live very well and make money and are high value and have successful businesses and make over 100000 and go to the gym every day, those type of men... Those men are also the men that meet their partners in the middle. Mm. Those are the men that make the doctor's appointment for their daughters and their mm. sons. Those are the men that uh, know how to manage their emotions. Those are the men right. that don't mind cleaning up the house because their wife is at work. Those are the men that actually end up getting all of everything they want because right. they know how to navigate each and every space and their ego is small enough or not, not too big to where they can meet somebody in the middle and if you want to have a partner a partnership and be high value listen that's how it works across the board in business and partnerships saying. friendships yeah. you got to meet people in the middle yeah because i mean in business not like, that black i'm and gonna white. be competing like you competing at a high level in business like me like what i'm going for like what i'm doing right you competing against other ceos who are listening to podcasts all the way through listening to books all the way through doing the work the only way you're going to, it's like AI. Like the only way you're going to compete with them at this level is if you keep up. keep up with the times. Like this is the new information era of different things like that. If you're not like listening to the necessary information and taking action on it, like you're going to be behind. And it's crazy. Like I'm going to close off with this. And like, I hope that this scares some people in a good way. I was talking <laughs> with this. I was talking with this woman the other day. She was like, she was super young, like 20. Four, How old are you? I'm 21. You're yeah. 21? I'm 21. Oh, bro, you, I'm right. super young. But yeah, like, you killing it though. Yeah, yeah but like, Shout um, out to that. she was a little bit older than me. And so she was talking about some dude, like we, we were just having a conversation and she was like, she was like, what kind of, uh, like, what are you into in women and stuff like that? And I was like, we, we had a little bit of a conversation about it, but I asked her about somebody who I knew mm -hmm. because I thought that they might be like they they seem like they like are into the same interest like into this, have some of the same interests. Got gotcha. you. She was like, she was like, I'm not messing with him. The way he was, <laughs> she was like the way that he was acting, way cooler than he was. I could tell he has unsolved trauma, mm. and I'm not. I'm, so I'm not talking to him. I mm -hmm. was like, what year? What year would you ever be able to hear somebody Never. who's 24, 24 right. say, like, be able to see that in somebody yeah. and be like, I'm not talking to him yeah. because of that. So, like, what I said, like, I hope this scares people in the right way. Like, times are changing. Yep. People are going to start realizing as yeah. more people are starting to do the work, they're going to start realizing the people who are, are not, not doing 100%. it. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And then and then y'all going to be mad about it, saying then, that <laughs> women don't do this and women don't do that yeah. and they're not submissive yeah. and they're manipulative and they don't understand. Yeah. I can't be emotional. Be yourself. Yeah. Be emotional. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I get it. Like, I get that there's a lot of cats that, like, feel like they can't be. But it's like, you got to cry at some point, bro. Yeah. At some point. And, and hopefully you can find a partner that allows, that, allows you to be that. Yeah. Um, and, and it may not always be the people that you think it is. You might have to step out.
Yeah, and, and yeah. do something different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. I think, I mean, Lamar, we already had you on the podcast, so they have some of your information, but I'm going to leave everything else in the description. But I know you I know you released a few new things since <laughs> yeah. you've been on the podcast. So what are those things about? Like, drop them here and let the, let the audience know, and I'll also put them in the description Word. at the end. Uh, yeah, so I uh, all my social media is just Lamar Womble, L-A-M-A-R-R, W-O-M-B-L-E mm -hmm. uh, all platforms but uh, recently just dropped a book uh, for college students called Legendary How Any Student Can Be a Legendary Leader uh, so that talks a lot about uh, leading self and leading other people building teams going after creating projects and going after your passion um, I also have a passion workbook that I just dropped as well that is specifically for anyone trying to find purpose and passion in their life uh, it's only $2, and you can go find it on any of my social medias as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just all of my social media. It's only 2 bucks. It's an ebook, uh, but I'm trying to sell a million copies and impact a million people, uh, so, more people to help them understand right, right. what it means to kind of go after their passion. Right. So those are like the two biggies right now. And then one last thing is um, next month, December 10th, uh, I'm doing like a – a free two-hour workshop called Intention 2024. Mm -hmm. So anybody that wants to come establish their values, establish the establish their legacy. Where's that at? Where things that we're it's virtual. Oh, virtual. Yeah, it's on right, Zoom. Right, right. So they can also go on my social media, LinkedIn, okay. Okay. Instagram. They can find that. And so it's free. Mm -hmm. It's a two-hour event. We're gonna establish your values, talk about your legacy, those things that I was talking about today. Yeah, yeah. So you establish the values, establish the legacy, and everything else in between there. You figure out how to get focused and block out the noise and just stay focused on what you want to create. I love it. So, yeah. like I said, everything's going to get left in the description. Lamar, my dude, thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Coming on, coming through. Yeah. Um, we got to get some more stuff. And you know, you're in New York, so yes, sir. we can make it happen Anytime, absolutely bro. whenever. I know that the community loved the last episode. They've been loving season three and everything like that. So, you know, yeah, I'm ready I for the bottles though. Yes, sir. We're going to get it popping, man. All right. So with that being said, thank y'all for listening. This concludes another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace, family. Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. The Art of Kings team is constantly working to create the best episodes and content for you guys so that we can further our mission and impact as many of our brothers as possible. However, we cannot do this alone. So we ask three things of the amazing community that will help us slowly but surely change the world. Firstly, we ask that you engage with the content. Our official Instagram is at underscore Art of Kings underscore. Be sure to comment your thoughts on topics, share posts you find insightful, and of course, stay up to date on all of the latest news. Next, we ask that you share this podcast directly with one person that you feel could upgrade their life by joining our family. This is the most effective way to help build our community and give value to somebody you care for. Finally, we ask that you take action. Actually apply something that you heard on the podcast to your life today. The execution of knowledge is power, and we love to see the community win big. With all of that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Oh, 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 oh